a legendary slate of games is coming to Game Pass. Music licenses are quantumly broken in the land of Xbox, and E3 is dead, 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 dead. Because this is your SparkFast News Update for April 4th, 2023. My name is Mark, and I am joined, as always, by Spencer. Spence, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Uh, apparently better than E3 is. Sheesh. Apparently E3 is dead, 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 deader than dead. We'll talk about it a little bit later on in the show. Uh, how are you? I'm good. What's going on with you? I'm you good? good? You want to talk about some ding-dang video games today? I want to talk about some video games. Oh, boy, let's talk about some video games today. We actually got a very good slate of games coming to Game Pass in April. Let's get right down to business. Like, I don't even see any need to waste any more of your ding-dang time. Let's do it. Let's talk about Game Pass games. So right off the top, coming out today, we got the slate today, uh, about an hour ago, as of time of recording. Um, we've got two games that are coming to Game Pass today, right now. You can go get them. I, in fact, I just downloaded one of them. Uh, Goat Simulator Returns. That would be on console, cloud, and PC. We talked on the last news show about how Goat Simulator was leaving. So they got that patched up real fucking fast, apparently. Um, I don't know what this... I guess it was just like license, you know, went away. And then the company was like, hey, but we still want to be on Game Pass. And Microsoft was like, you got it, baby. You're back. Sure. <laughs> no problem. No problem. We, we we saw the situation right up. Here's a little bit of money under the table so that we don't talk about it. And we're good. Everything's everything's grand. Um, so Goat Simulator's back. It was a really fast turnaround, though. You know? like It, it wasn't like a, like a year-long thing or anything. Right. It was like, what, two weeks? Yeah, It was exactly. off the service? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's not that's bad. fine. We'll take that. Uh, I You know, I'm not going to sit here and proclaim myself the world's largest Goat Simulator fan or anything. Same. But... It's a cool game, and it's a fun, fuck-around, find-out kind of game. It's perfect for Game Pass, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's just the perfect kind of game to just, like, turn on when you have an hour to kill. And it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna fuck around and fucking Goat Simulator. Oh, look at this ding-dang little guy doing a flip. Like, that, that's what it's there for. Um, it's a perfect fit for the service. I'm glad they got it fixed up. Uh, and I'm glad it's back on Game Pass. Very cool stuff. Um, the other game that came to Game Pass today is one we actually didn't know about. We didn't see this one coming. One of the sleeper hits of, I think it was last year, I think it was 2022, it might have been 2021, Loop Hero is coming to console, cloud, and PC. Uh, this is a roguelike game uh, that's almost an idle game. It's not quite, it's like a little bit more active than an idle game. It's like right in that middle space. Where, like, you've still got some shit that you're doing, mm -hmm. but you're not hands-on all the time. And when this game came out, I knew several people that got full-fledged addicted to Loop Hero. <laughs> really? Like, they would just sit for hours, as, like, a second monitor experience, right. right? They'd, like, have something they're watching on a primary monitor. Like, they'd be watching a, you know, football game or whatever. Um, and then on the second monitor, they'd just be passively checking in on Loop Hero. Um, this game was a wild indie success for Devolver. It, it's published by Devolver, so, like, pretty good odds that it's gonna be good, right? Like, right. Devolver, Devolver puts out good shit. Um, 
And uh, apparently a lot of people got super hooked on it when it came out. I'm interested in checking it out. I tend to not be super into games that you play more passively. Um, tend to not be into that. But uh, apparently this is a really good one. So I- I'm willing to go check it out. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not usually super into those kind of games. Like I feel like I have the opposite of I would rather have a game that I'm focusing on and then the second monitor be like, a stream that I'm watching or like, you know, a football game that I'm watching, just kind of like checking the score every now and then in the background. And I'm Mm -hmm. focusing more on the game that I'm playing. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably not super jazzed on it, but I would probably try it through cloud. Like this feels like something I would pull up on like my tablet or my phone when I'm just like on the couch watching TV or a movie or whatever over like pulling it up on my desktop and playing it. Right. Yeah. I think that sounds perfectly reasonable. I, I see it as again, very much a second monitor experience. Like you're on your computer doing something and then I'll oh, check in on loop hero. Right. Like, right. I can totally see it as that. Um, I, I definitely want to check it out and it's a good get for game pass. Like this game is another one that was just like, I saw it was coming to game pass and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense to be on Game Pass. Because yeah. it's a game you can just sort of passively check out. You can check it out on cloud. Um, and it doesn't... It's not a huge time requirement for you, right. right? Like, it's just a, oh, hey, look over here. Oh, hey, here's Loop Hero. Okay, do this for a little bit. Um, well, now you're done. <laughs> now you're done, right, exactly. Yeah, it's a perfect fit for the sort of, like, bite size, snack size gaming that Game Pass wants a lot of, right? Yeah. Game Pass wants big experiences, but it also wants little bite-sized things so that it, on a day where you don't have four hours to play a video game, on a day where you've got 30 minutes, you're still interacting with the service, right? right exactly. So, so Loop Hero, I think, is a game that makes perfect sense for that. Uh, super glad it's coming to the service. We're not done. We got a bunch more games coming. Iron Brigade. Uh, I had completely forgotten about this one. This is an old Xbox Live arcade classic from the fine folks at Double Fine. This game came out in 2011. It is a hybrid third-person shooter tower defense game. Um, This game is coming to console and cloud. Uh, It kind of feels like we've been seeing this for the past several months. A lot of Double Fine's old shit that was published by other people, those Mm -hmm. licenses are expiring. And because Double Fine is now owned by Microsoft, Microsoft is just going, all right, shove it in Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, which makes sense. It's kind of, like, perfect for that. You just let those old contracts die out and then go, here you go. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's there's no reason not to. You own the thing. It's part of the reason they bought Double Fine in the first place, right? right. Double Fine has this extensive library of small weirdo games um, where they spent like half a year developing it and then they just threw it out on Xbox Live Arcade, right? Like they, they have a history with this and they have a large library that they don't own all of. Mm-hmm. So as this stuff comes in back into the ownership of Double Fine, uh, either Microsoft can go negotiate that or they just let the license expire and it comes to them naturally. Um, you know, you can start chucking this shit on game pass and i think it's a perfect fit i don't think i ever particularly played this particular one i don't know that i played iron brigade i don't think i, I reckon i recognized it as soon as i heard the name though i was like an old xbox live arcade game like 
I recognized it right away. Um, I think it came out in 2011. It was like late in the 360s life. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, looking at yeah. pictures of it, it yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. It's like it is of the era. Yeah. Yeah, it is of the era for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely have not played this game. Yeah, there you go. Um, well now you don't have to dig you don't have to dig out your Xbox 360 like I did a couple weeks ago. Oh, you can God, just man. you don't have to do that. You can just turn on Game Pass. Um The yeah, other I, game coming I, out. Oh, I want ahead, more sorry. of those experiences, please. Give me all of my old Xbox 360 games without me needing to get my 360 out. That would be great. Oh, dude. Like, they've done, honestly, they've done a really nice job of getting all the important shit. Right? Oh, yeah. The big names are there, for sure. All the important Xbox 360 stuff that isn't tied to a license is pretty much on the Xbox One or Xbox Series console somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, it's really the licensed stuff at this point that's an issue. Most of the important shit is on backwards compatibility at this point. And, um, and listen, I know the Activision Blizzard thing, people are all excited about possibly the new Call of Duty being on Game Pass one day. I just want to play Black Ops 2 again. From 2011, please. Thank you. I actually, <laughs> I have a funny story on that, Spencer. Um, I check the what's selling on Microsoft store every week. Uh, so for the month of uh, March, they had a big backwards compatibility sale, right? Mm -hmm. The number one selling game on Xbox in March, 2023 was Call of Duty Black Ops 2. It's because it was the because best it was, Call of Duty ever made. I think it was like five bucks. Oh yeah. And, and fucking everybody was just like, oh fuck, let's go. I'll spend right? five bucks on that. Right, I think it was either five or ten, one or the other. It was cheap, whatever it was. And a bunch of people picked it up on backwards compatibility. Like, this is such a huge... These older uh, Xbox 360-era games especially, we're getting to the point where the Xbox 360 is a nostalgic console. Mm -hmm. It is officially retro, right? So you're going to have a bunch of people in their 20s who are like, oh man, I grew up playing Call of Duty you know modern warfare 2 or whatever the fuck right or or black ops 2 whatever shit um you're gonna have a bunch of those people so backwards compatibility makes total sense oh yeah like you're still making money off of a decades old game and microsoft still picks up the bill for at least half of that you, you know what they get like 30 percent off a digital sale yeah, or something like that the digital cut is i think it's like 25 30 percent something like that i mean like, think about it you making money. Even with Halo Infinite being free to play, people are still playing Master Chief Collection to play Halo 3. Right. Like Exactly. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense to put these old experiences somewhere. I think Game Pass is one good place for them. I think for Iron Brigade, Game Pass probably makes the most sense. Yeah, um, I don't see anybody like going out and buying this game. But it being included in Game Pass, people are either like, "Yeah, I played the hell out of that when when I had my 360." Or they're going, like me, yeah, I never played that. What? What is this? Right, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, man, I remember seeing that on the storefront a decade ago or whatever, <laughs> right? Right. Because that's where, that's where my brain tricked. I was like, I remember seeing this on the Xbox 360 storefront in, like, 2011, 2012. Like, what the fuck? Um, like, I had a brain blast when I saw the logo. I was like, what is this? <laughs> um... But yeah, I think it's very cool that these older games have a home on on Xbox, whereas it feels like other competing consoles 
um, namely Sony and to a lesser extent Nintendo, have deprioritized their back catalog, um, which uh, Microsoft has not done. They've prioritized the shit out of their back catalog. Yeah. Um, so, and this is just another example. So well done there. Uh, the other game coming out on April 6th is Everspace 2. I don't think we have a whole lot to say about Everspace. Uh, it's PC exclusive. It's a game about space. It's coming out of game preview. It's done in game preview. I don't know anything about this game, so I'm going to give it the old Google real quick. It's a game about space. I think it's like a like a like a hardcore like more of a simulationy kind of fast place fast-paced single-player spaceship shooter with worthwhile exploration in space and on planets. Tons of loot, RPG elements, mining and crafting. Experience a thoughtful sci-fi story set in a vivid handcrafted open world of secrets, puzzles and perils. So that's been available on Game Preview for a while, and if that sounds cool to you, because <laughs> I forgot to look up what the fuck Everspace Two was. Yeah, I mean, thank, if you're into you, that Spencer. kind of stuff, like this looks that's... like a game you'd like. Yeah, neat. Uh, uh, it, it's only on PC though, so if you're on console, who, fuck, fuck yourself. Who boy, this uh, this menu is straight out of No Man's Sky. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you like No yeah. Man's Sky, you'll probably like this because it looks like it's basically the same thing, just not with your friends. Seems legit. Because it's okay. single player. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Everspace 2, that's coming out on April 6th. Uh, April 12th. This is a big one, Spencer. Ghost Wire Tokyo. Finally, after a year plus of only being available... On Sony consoles and PC, Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to Game Pass on console, cloud, and PC April 12th. Spencer, you played the hell out of this game the second it came out, so I'm going to just let you roll. Yeah, yeah, dude, this game is sick. Uh, if you have not played it, like you were waiting for it to come to Game Pass, or you only have an Xbox console, it's your only way to play video games, uh, you should definitely check it out. It's it's creepy, but it, I'm not going to say it's like a horror game. Right. Right. Like there's not a lot or if I even remember like any real jump scares, the biggest thing is like you're fighting ghosts. That's like the creepy part of it. And the ghosts right. are very creepy. Their design is very creepy and very good. Um, if you're into like Japanese folklore uh, and, and things like that, these are the creepy monsters that you'll be interacting with and fighting. Um, but the story overall is pretty good. Uh, it didn't blow me away per se right um right. but the gameplay is really really fun uh it's a first person game that feels like a shooter but it has some differences to it with uh like different magical powers that you can use as opposed to just having a gun and walking through and blast and everything right uh right. game sick dude 100 percent recommend that you play this game um and if you're into like spooky stuff but you don't like pure horror maybe this would be a good halloween game for you if you don't like to be actually scared but you're like i like creepy stuff just i don't want it to like jump scare me this is a solid right. game for that right on good deal uh, i absolutely want to check this out at some point in fact i think it's fair to say we're just kind of waiting on a gap in the schedule so we can play this for the show yeah. i think it's fair to say i'm excited like, too because there's a new update with it like, there's content yes. in it that's never been in it before that's coming yeah. to Game Pass. So, it's I'm excited because I'll have something new to play. 
even though I right, played yeah. the game day one, right? There's still something new for me, which is awesome. And that's the cool thing that they've been doing with a lot of these Bethesda games that are, are coming to the service later on after they've already been out for a while. Because Deathloop did the exact same thing, yeah. right? There was a bunch of new stuff that they added to the multiplayer. So um, I, I think it's very cool. I think the game looks sweet. And 100%, we are going to play it for the show at some point. Uh, whenever I'm, we... I'm down to play whenever, it again. <laughs> yeah, whenever we get time, right? That's the thing. Yeah, because uh, the next couple of months are stacked <laughs> for Game Pass games. Uh, we're going to have to hit a few new releases. I think sometime over the summer we'll probably have time for it. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, it'll probably be like July-ish. We'll, ha we'll find time to play this game. I did forget um, one thing about this game. Uh, yes. If you are a collector in video games, like you like to oh, find boy. every little little collectible item uh mm -hmm. this game's for you there are like yep. a billion collectibles in this game uh so you will probably spend from now until starfield comes out collecting <laughs> shit uh so you're good to go <laughs> there's a lot got, of stuff man i'm not you I, got six months to kill here we go yeah, here's, here's, here's your spot a lot of shit right on um all right, so that's Ghostwire Tokyo. We will play it for the show and give you our full thoughts at some point once we get the schedule clear of all this new shit that's coming to Game Pass. Um, the next day, April 13th, NHL 23 comes to console. Cool. Uh, NHL, the NHL games tend to hit Game Pass once the playoffs start. The playoffs are starting. Yeah. It's a new, NH it's a new NHL game. I've been getting back into hockey this year, right? This has been a this has been a goal of mine uh, for the past year or so is to get back into hockey and I've kind of gotten back into it. Um, I mean, I my excitement has died because my my precious poor Red Wings are out of the playoff mix, so Good they've mix. got like I think they've got like five games left and then they're dead. So, um, you know, playoff hockey isn't happening for my team this year, <laughs> but you can enjoy playoff hockey by playing NHL 23. In fact, I try this. Uh, I haven't played one of the NHL games in. A long while it's probably been since the xbox one era that i checked out uh an nhl game uh i don't know if they've held up i know a lot of ea's other properties have sort of gone but yeah. i don't I, know if the nhl games have held up i don't know if i've ever actually played one of like the official nhl games like this mm -hmm. uh the only game that i can really remember Hockey, like a hockey game that I remember playing is NHL Blitz. Do you remember? Oh, uh, hits, hits. I think hits. Yeah, 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 I remember hits. Yeah, uh, I played that with a friend of mine, like literally every night in yeah in middle school. Uh, and I had a real goofy ass snowman head on, <laughs> and would just fight every person. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. The game was a blast. Uh, I love those old arcadey sports games. I was a huge hockey fan when I was a kid, so I can list you off a myriad of awesome old school arcadey hockey games. Mutant League Hockey, fucking Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey, NHL Hits is another one. Um, there are a ton of those, but I also played the more simulation style, the EA games, right? Because NHL 97 is a classic. I have a deep abiding love in my heart, and I think I still have my copy of it back here on the shelf. I'd have to go look. Um, NHL 99 on the Super Nintendo. 
Uh, yes, they were still putting NHL games on the Super Nintendo well into 1999. Damn. Um, we were deep in the N64 era. Uh, I loved the shit out of NHL 99. I could I could recall the theme music off memory. Like I spent a shit ton of time listening to that. It just looped that for like 20 fucking minutes. And I would sit there tinkering with rosters. Um, Love the shit out of the old NHL games. I probably stopped playing around the time I stopped watching hockey, which is around like 2005, right? Yeah. So. That makes sense. I haven't really played an nhl game other than like casually picking it up for a couple minutes since um so now that i'm back into watching hockey i'll give nhl 23 a go you know like i was actually thinking about buying it not too long ago and now that it's on game pass i don't have to sick hell yeah good job me saving money yeah um so you just have to wait a little bit and it'll pop up for sure yeah they usually come up and this is true of pretty much all the sports titles they usually come up around playoff time yeah that makes sense that's like that's like the last push before the game becomes outdated, right? right? So it makes sense that they start to push it there. The only exception to that is MLB. They put out their game at the start of the season. Pretty much everybody else comes to Game Pass during the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, hmm. anyway, NHL 23, uh, April 13th. I will probably check it out and report back. I'll let you guys know. Uh, cause I, I've been getting back into hockey and God damn it. The Red Wings have to win somewhere. Even if it's in my memory banks back in 1997. I was wondering um, like if you tried it, I was like, is this going to be your way of like getting them in the playoffs, even though they aren't in the playoffs, <laughs> man, they were so fucking close. Oh, <laughs> they had two really bad games close to the trade deadline. And Steve Eiserman was just like, blow them up. We're trading like three people. And I'm like, you're so close. Don't do it. Oh, you're so close. It is probably for the best for long-term development. It is probably correct to get back and get better draft picks, but God damn it, Steve. My first year back, this team hasn't been in the playoffs since like 2016. I need this. Anyway, I, I won't rant about the wings <laughs> anymore. Go listen to the Winged Wheel podcast if you want to listen to Red Wings talk. Um, I love that podcast. Uh, that- that's a great shout out from me. Um. NHL 23 is coming to Game Pass April 13th. Go play it if you want. I don't know. You're an adult. Um, <laughs> you're grown. <laughs> you're grown. Make good choices. Uh, the last game coming in the first half of April is the game we're going to be playing in May for the May show. Minecraft Legends, console, cloud, PC. This is a game I was not that excited about until I saw the multiplayer trailer. Uh, like the most recent uh, Dev Direct was mm-hmm. the thing that got me like, Okay, yeah, I'm excited about Minecraft Legends. It's got this weird, like, it's like a real-time strategy game, but it's third-person kind of thing going on. It looks weird, and it looks cool. I, I'm interested in checking it out. Yeah, I, I don't even think I caught that trailer. But It was it was, it was was during the Dev Direct. We we watched the whole Dev oh, Direct. Oh, I thought you meant, like, there was more recently one. Sorry. No, 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 no. We're talking about the – I'm ta- No, you're good. I'm talking about the Dev Directs. Gotcha. The Dev Direct one. I think they've put out a little bit more since then, but that's the last big thing I saw. Yeah, I say I haven't really seen anything since then. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence if I'm going to 
if I'm super excited about this one or not, because part of it looks super cool. Part of it doesn't look like something I'm as into. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we're going to play it together probably at some point on the stream. Uh, yeah. And that will make it a thousand times more fun than if I played it by myself. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that ends up looking, right? Because I don't know that the main game has the full multiplayer component. I think the multiplayer is just like a multiplayer competitive suite over here. I'm not mm, sure. It's not like all. I'm not. One. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure to be honest. Um. Uh. I'm kind of excited to check this out though, because I do think the premise of like an adventure game real-time strategy hybrid in the minecraft world is like a cool idea and i'm glad they're doing other stuff with minecraft it's not just minecraft yeah i right? think that's the coolest part right is that they're doing more than just the build your own things do your own things right uh, because while that's awesome uh there's a lot of times where i don't want to do that <laughs> or like <laughs> I just don't have the the time or interest to be like, I'm going to build this giant world. And I'm like, I started with dirt. This is this is going to take a thousand years. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah. I think it's super cool. They're doing other stuff with uh, with Minecraft. Um, and uh, I'm super excited to learn more about this game because I feel like this is definitely one that I think is flying under the radar. I think a lot of people are talking about Redfall. A lot of people are still talking about Starfield. Um, yeah. I think this is the game that's flying under the radar. And I mean, for fuck's sake, it's Minecraft. It's going to make a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. It is 100% flying under the radar for a lot of people, myself included. I don't feel like I know everything I need to know about Minecraft Legends before jumping in, right? Mm -hmm. Um. In fact, it's kind of snuck up on me. It's like, oh, yeah, that game's coming out in, like, a week and a half. Um, two weeks. Uh, in fact, exactly two weeks. Um, so, yeah, it's super snuck up on me. Uh, but I'm excited to check it out. Uh, that'll be our game for, for the May show. So uh, you'll get to hear our full thoughts in May. But uh, I'm super jazzed to, to give it a look. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see just Minecraft, like we said, expanding. And unless it's something that I'm adamantly not into, I'll give pretty much any of them a shot because I think it's cool. I think it's cool that this grew from something that was like very niche to be very popular to go. What if we uh, made things that other people might like to get them into our IP? So that's right. what I dig about it. Yeah, for I'm sure. Thinking. And we've been we've been exploring that with Minecraft Dungeons, which will be our show next week yeah so yeah um super excited to you know hear everybody's thoughts on on minecraft dungeons um a lot of people have been coming back to that game i actually noticed gothalian the the big destiny streamer was playing it with his son on stream last week and it sort of sparked a big like oh yeah minecraft dungeons is a thing right yeah um so that's that's pretty cool um and minecraft legends is coming out you know, in, in a couple weeks. So that's probably sparking some of it too. Is you know, same thing we did, right? Of like, oh yeah, there's a new spinoff coming out. How was the last spinoff, right? Exactly. Um, you know, so uh Minecraft Legends coming April 18th. That's a cool one to check out. Unfortunately, in between NHL 23 on April 13th and Minecraft Legends on April 18th, on April 15th, Spencer, there are several games leaving Game Pass. Um, and there's actually some good ones here. Um I'll start with the ones that, you know, people may or may not care about. 
Moonglow Bay, Panzer Corps 2, Dungeon of Nahublek, um, The Riftbreaker, and this one's kind of a deal, The Long Dark. This is a survival game that's been on Game Pass for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's getting an expansion, actually, in like a couple weeks, I think. Um, and it's leaving Game Pass right before the expansion comes out. Uh, which the developer actually put out a statement saying that wasn't our plan. Microsoft let us know that our contract was up and they weren't planning to renew. Because it's been on Game Pass for like two or three years. It's yeah. been on Game Pass for a while. Um, and Microsoft let us know they weren't planning to renew. So, uh, I don't know, buy our game, please? <laughs> like, yeah. it was very, It was very much this like, oh man, we're just about to put it on an expansion and now we're losing this big audience. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. Which is a shame, you know. I The Long Dark is not my style of game. I've played Same. it for game... I've played it for Game Pass quests mm-hmm. in the past. Um, it is very much a hardcore survival game. You are on a mountain. It is snowing. You have to find warmth, food, and shelter. Otherwise, you will die, yeah. right? Like, it is a hardcore survival game. So if you're not into that, this ain't for you. Uh, but they're putting out a nice big expansion in a couple weeks, and I wanted to give it a shout because it is a shame that they are losing that baked-in Game Pass audience right before their expansion comes out. Yeah, it feels like the worst possible time, right? Like, yeah. the only upside to it is you'll get your discount if you want to buy it. <laughs> right. But, like, it's for like... them, it's like, God, dude, you gotta be kidding me. We're about to put out this new expansion, and now we're losing a lot of, like, the base game players from Game Pass. Yeah, that really yeah. sucks. Yeah, that's a that's a tough vibe. That's a hard time. Uh, and I'm sure a ton of people are just used to having it because it's been on Game Pass for so long exactly. that a lot of people probably won't even think about, oh, shit, it's leaving? And they'll just, like, go to play it one day and they won't be able to play it. Be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, it's a weird situation. Uh, and, and I feel bad for that dev team because uh, this, is, this is one that I wish Microsoft had just gone like, eh, I'll give you one more year, sure. You know, like... Yeah. I don't know why they didn't, but I'm sure they have their reasons, but I, this, this is a weird one for me. I don't really get this one. Yeah. I um, don't really know what the benefit is other than maybe they just feel like it's not making enough money to pay for the contract for it. I guess. I don't yeah, know. Probably so. Yeah. It's a shame. Two other games leaving on March 15th. These are bigger ones. Hey, you remember rainbow six extraction? <laughs> remember when that was supposed to be a big deal? Uh, it's leaving game pass now. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, that game, that care. game, that game flopped, dude. Yeah. Like everybody just kept playing Siege. Everybody just completely ignored Extraction. They maybe bought Extraction to get the skins in Siege, and then they all just kept playing Siege. Yep. Um, that game totally flopped. I mean, from what I saw, like it seemed like a, a single player Rainbow Six thing that I might get more into, but like, meh. yeah, because if I remember right, this was basically like an event that they had that they spun off to be its own game. Correct. Yeah. There was a, there was an event in siege called like extraction or zombies or something like that. It's rainbow six with zombies. Right. Yeah. Um, and they spun it off into its own game and apparently nobody wanted it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it came out and I don't remember a lot of people having a lot of good things to say about it. And I remember it being like, a nightmare to play on PC from Game Pass. 
Like, mm. there were all these problems with connecting accounts because it made you do all that shit. And right. people couldn't get things to load and stuff. And they're just like, I'm done with it. I'm just going to move on. And then yeah. I don't know, like, if that stuff ever even got, like, taken care of right. You know, or Ubisoft was just like, ah. It's, it's Ubisoft, it out, dude. Kid. It's a fucking mystery. Sometimes Ubisoft will be, like, right on top of the ball fixing something. And then you'll have Uno on Xbox that didn't get fixed for, like, five fucking years. And then they just so... one day fix it. And then they just randomly one day fix it, right? <laughs> but why though? But why? Why you've you've soiled it? Yeah. You've already soiled it. Why are you why are you fixing it now? Um, but yeah, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction was a flop, it seems, uh, and uh, I don't think anybody's that sad about it leaving Game Pass. But I it is a big it was name on Game Pass till right now. It's a, it's a big name game though, so like sure. Um, and then the last one leaving Game Pass, Spencer, a game you put on your top five favorite games. From Game Pass in 2022, Life is Strange True Colors, leaving the service. Yeah, that one's a really big bummer, I feel like. Because I feel like you either love those games or you hate those games. Mm -hmm. uh, and for people that love those games, it's like, ah, damn, that one's leaving now. Um, but if you guys haven't played Life is Strange True Colors and you like those kind of games, please check it out before it leaves the service. Because I, I think if you enjoy those kind of games, this one will be, like, top tier for you. Um, yeah. I will say, if you are somebody who creates content on the internet, uh, don't stream this one. Play it by yourself, because the streamer mode is dumb. Yeah, uh, it's pretty bad. The, the short version of it is there are some beautiful songs that the main character sings, and they're all uh, covers of fairly big songs um, that are licensed. And they're like, we have a streamer mode. Uh, the streamer mode is literally just they mute the music. So yeah, <laughs> you're just watching the cutscene in silence. Uh, don't waste your time because that's dumb. Yeah, that shit's whack. When, um, when I streamed it, I just uh, stared at the camera during that moment to make it as awkward as I could because I was like, "Nope, this is what the vibe is." With how awkward yep. this cutscene is, might as well. Yeah. let's 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 lean into this. <laughs> yeah, not a good time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, bummer that that one's leaving the service. This this game style is not one that I play all the time, um, but it's a cool game, and and I'm I'm bummed out that it is leaving the service. That being said, you got about you've got eleven days. You can beat this game in that time. Oh, you can so. easily beat this game in a weekend, maybe even like just a Saturday if all you do is like marathon the game. Right, yeah. So I, if you've got time, if you've got an open spot in your schedule, maybe slide this one in before it goes away. Yeah, it's a quick one um, for sure. All right. That's not all the stuff that's coming in April. We do have some stuff that we know is coming in the back half of the month. I uh, won't go into detail on that. Uh, last case of Benedict Fox, I think, is sort of the highlight of the back half of April. Um, but that's the slate for the first half of, of April. Um, Spencer, where are you at? What do you think? Um, I'm, I think the whole month of April from what we know is looking pretty good. Uh, yes. all I had was the front half of April. I would be a little bit more eh, iffy on it, you know? Uh, right. cause really the only things that are standing out to me are Ghostwire and Minecraft Legends. Um, I mean, NHL 23, whatever, it's a triple A game, but it's, it's another sport game. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Loop Hero just doesn't really seem like my jam, and Iron Brigade doesn't super seem like my jam either. Yeah, uh, but it's it's cool seeing like these 
like we were talking about, just an old nostalgia game. And I, I'm hoping that's what that will hit for a lot of people, you know, is oh, I got a Saturday afternoon to kill. I'm going to relive high school for a little bit or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 I think sure. that'll be nice. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, with the month of April, plus knowing a few games for the the back half of the month, it's another pretty solid month, dude. It's a really good month. Like anytime you get both Ghostwire Tokyo and a new game from Xbox Game Studios, I think that's a good month. Yeah, it's right. hard to be mad at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get a big game that's, you know, maybe a little bit older. I think Loop Hero is a bigger deal than I think people are letting on. Uh, I think that game coming to Game Pass. I mean, it's already kind of had its, like, cultural moment, right, on yeah. streamers or whatever. It's already had that. But I'm sure there are a ton of people that um, have heard about that game and then just never picked it up and never tried it. Yeah. Um, I, I count myself as one of those, right? So uh, I am very excited to see uh, that game come into the service. In fact, I literally just finished the download as we were doing the episode. <laughs> so I'll check it out. Um, and I think that I think this month looks really good. Uh, and, and knowing we've got Last Case of Benedict Fox coming in the back half of the month. Excellent. Uh, I'm very happy uh, with the slate for April. You may have noticed, Spencer. There's another game that's been in the news lately that I did not include in that list of leaving on March 15th and wasn't included in the new slate that came out today. But there is a situation going on with it, so I wanted to talk about it. Quantum Break uh, was recently discovered yesterday, I believe it was, on the leaving Game Pass soon list. Uh, and a lot of people were concerned about this because it is a first-party Xbox-owned IP. Remedy made the game, Microsoft owns the IP. So why the fuck is it leaving Game Pass? We've gotten an answer. Uh, earlier today, a news article came out that basically said they're working on a licensing issue. Uh, that game came out on April 5th, 2016. So we're almost exactly seven years after the release. My guess, Spencer, if it's a licensing issue, is they bought a seven-year music license. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense, right? Like, yeah, there's a music license in there somewhere, and yes. that's what they have to work out before it can still be distributed in any way. Right. So I'm assuming that license expires on April 5th. Mm -hmm. uh, they have put the game on a steep discount. We've seen stuff like this before. Uh, in Game Pass land. We've seen this with Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon 3 got delisted, yeah. and it got put on sale for super cheap, right? Uh, right now, you can go buy Quantum Break on the store for $8. Mm -hmm. So they put it on sale for pretty damn cheap. Uh, and if you care that much about Quantum Break, you can go get a physical copy of GameStop for 7 I looked it up earlier today. Um, I'm sure that price will tick up as it leaves digital storefronts a little bit. So you might want to go do it now if yeah. Quantum Break is a game you care about. Um, but I've seen a lot of, like, freak out about this on social media. I don't think this is cause for gigantic concern because we've seen this happen before. This isn't new. Yeah. Like, if it is a music license thing. If it's something else, then maybe it's something else. I don't know. But if it's a music license thing, we've seen this happen before. Mm -hmm. It'll either go away or it sounds like Microsoft is committed to making sure this one comes back, which is good. 
Yeah, and I think, like we've said, people are saw it and immediately jumped to a conclusion of, well, first-party titles aren't safe either from leaving the service or, you know, just in general saying, like, well, now games are going to leave and it's not going to be worth the money or just, I don't know, internet being scared of something, you know? Uh, right. Where today Never seen this happen before, yeah. Yeah, where they've said, like, <laughs> yo, dude, it's a license issue. We want it back. Like, we just have to negotiate that contract. Um, right. And I don't know, like, I don't feel like Microsoft or Xbox, like, owes anyone to say, like, this is why the game's leaving for a little bit. But I don't know, maybe it would be worth it for stuff to be like, just, by the way, like, it'll be back. Don't worry. I promise. If you're yeah. in the middle of the freaking game and you just like are dying to finish it, just buy it for eight bucks, dude. Like, right? We'll we'll yeah, put it exactly. on a, a deep, deep discount so you're not like completely screwed over. But yeah, I I don't think this is like cause for alarm or anything, right? Yeah, I can understand why they can't say it will be back absolutely because it's entirely possible that whatever license they have to negotiate falls through. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's entirely possible. I can totally understand them not being able to say it will come back for sure. We need to work this out. They can just say, we need to work this out. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's totally fair to say, right. Of like, Hey, this is a licensing issue. We got to work it out. I thought it was curious that they didn't mention it in the slate article today. Mm hmm. I thought that was kind of a miss in my opinion Yeah. for just for people's comfort level of like, just tell them, Hey, by the way, this is probably going to be leaving game pass soon. We've put it on a discount. If you want to make sure you can keep playing it here, it is on a sale. Right. Um, I think that it would have been nice for them to say that Uh, maybe it's possible in their negotiations. They can't say that. I don't know. Right. Um, Maybe it's an issue. It could be an issue with Remedy, right? Remedy is its own independent company. Maybe it's an it's an issue with Remedy. I don't know, right? Yeah. Um, or just some lawyer was like, don't talk about possibly bringing it back. We yeah. want to have whatever tiny bit of leverage we can in negotiating. You know, there's there's nine million things that go into these kind of things, and it, it's probably more complicated than it needs to be, but right, that's the reality we have, right? <laughs> right, exactly. That's the world in general, right? Yeah. So uh usually more complicated than it needs to be and the lawyers get paid a lot welcome to america um (laughs) so right so uh i do think that i think it's understandable for your you know your ears to perk up when you hear a first party game is leaving game pass um but i i think this is a situation that we have seen before and not a new situation now we could get new information that changes that right yeah um I'm guessing it's a music license issue. Uh, also, you got to remember, Quantum Break was a TV show. <laughs> they had a TV show oh, tie-in yeah. on Fox. It could be an issue with that, too. It's. I would not be surprised if this is a messy licensing situation, right? Yeah, yeah I, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's probably like a million things that could be going on with this. Yeah, so if it's a licensing issue, and, and Microsoft owns the IP... Um, but if it's some sort of licensing issue with, with either Fox or Remedy or a music holder or something like that, it might take a while for them to figure that out. Um, I would not be surprised if this leaves the service for like a few months and then, oh, hey, Quantum Break's back, right? I wouldn't be surprised if it never comes back. Here's the thing though, y'all, 
it's an eight dollar video game now like it, it's it's okay yeah like i i'm not gonna sit here and freak the hell out about one relatively obscure mid-era xbox one <laughs> exclusive like yeah, yeah that's, if we're taking if we're thing. if we're taking down the master chief collection call me right <laughs> like that's kind of where i'm at yeah if we're looking at big 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 like associated with xbox and microsoft like first party that's the name and face of the console i'm gonna get a little bit more worried yeah i i completely yeah. agree with you like yeah if they were just like None hey of- by the way we're gonna take forza horizon 5 off of here i'd be like whoa, whoa hold up you're what now uh right. yeah this game is is it is still uh i can see where people were like hold on what's going on here get an explanation yeah. and then go oh okay we good <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And none of this is to say, like, we're kind of, I kind of feel like we're talking down on Quantum Break a little bit. None of that is to say this is a bad game. Quantum oh, Break yeah, is a great no, game by no. all accounts. It's fucking Remedy, right? <laughs> like, yeah. those those guys, like, Alan Wake 2's coming out soon, and hell yeah, I fucking love Remedy's games, right? The only um, art I have on this wall are from Remedy games, dude. Like, Remedy games right. slap, okay? Yeah. We're not so saying like, this is a bad game. It's just no. not, like, brand recognition concerning. Right. It is probably, like, the last game you think of when you think of Remedy. Like, right. oh, yeah, Remedy, Control, Alan Wake, Max Payne. Didn't they make another thing? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Quantum Break. Exactly. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, digital ownership of stuff is messy, right? You don't own anything that's on Game Pass. You're renting a license, yep. right? You don't own any of your digital games. Um. If you're that concerned about the thing being taken away from you, go get a physical copy. They're cheap. This one's right? seven dollars. <laughs> it's seven bucks, right? If you're if you're deeply concerned about that, I understand. Go snag a physical copy. Um so yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is an interesting situation. I think it's one that will get cleared up in a couple of months, probably. Uh I could eat crow on that. I don't know. Maybe the game leaves the service forever, right? We don't know yeah um but i just it is going to be doubt it will right i doubt it too yeah i feel like this is something that can probably get worked out yeah i think so yeah hopefully so uh because quantum break again it's a good game and a lot of people missed it because a lot of people skipped the xbox one generation entirely right like when you think about a lot of the games on the, you know, we talk about Sunset Overdrive all the time and how fucking that game just rips. So good, dude. It's so good. That's a game a lot of people missed in the Xbox One generation. That was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. You know, Recore, which was kind of meh. And this game, I think, is another one that comes up of like, the Xbox One w- was sort of a lost generation for AAA for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, and this is one that you know is a representation of the Xbox One as a console, mm-hmm. right? So I totally get why people are a little bit concerned about it, but I think this is, I think Microsoft realizes that. And I think they are the company, the big AAA company that is the most committed to game preservation, I think is Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sony seems disinterested in its back catalog. They've done some of it just because the fan base yelled at them long enough to do it. Um Nintendo does Nintendo things. I mean, they just took down the Wii U and 3DS shop, so they're not that committed to game preservation, right? Um, I would almost argue that Nintendo is the least. 
They are anti-game preservation. Yeah, yes. exactly. Which is weird because they have the best library. But yeah, anyway, like, it, it's so weird. We, this isn't a Nintendo podcast, but it would just fucking print money, dude. Yes. It would just print money for them to and, have these things available on on the Switch. Here's the Buckwild thing. They've done it before. <laughs> The virtual console was a thing on the Wii, and it made gangbusters money. Yeah, they just went, we don't like money anymore. <laughs> we don't like money anymore. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyway, like, uh, they've they've put a Band-Aid on it with the whole, like, Switch Online emulators, right? Like, they put a Band-Aid on it. But, like, fuck, dude. Yeah. How hard is this? Put up your old games and charge me five bucks a pop for them. I'm an idiot. I'll buy them again. <laughs> Like you're, it's a license to print money, and you're just not picking it up. Yep, you're idiots. Anyway, <laughs> point fucking says, being says the two people who don't <laughs> own trillion dollar businesses. Right, exactly. I'm a, you I'm dummies. a moron. I'll buy Link to the Past again. Trust me, I've done it twice before. I bought it on the Wii. I bought it on the Wii U. Guess what? I'll probably buy it on the Switch again. Let's go three for right. three, baby. Let's go three for three. I'm an idiot. Take my money. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Anyway, um, I feel like this is a situation that Microsoft is going to resolve. Uh, so I don't want to, like, get too in the weeds concerned about it. Yeah, if we not. find out more in a couple months, then sure. Sound the alarms. Right now, I'm not sounding the alarms. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. Like, I'm not overly concerned with it right now um i feel like it's gonna be back fairly soon uh unless there's just some licensing agreement that can't be worked out which Mm -hmm. i feel like more goes back to the problem of digital content in general uh Mm -hmm. as opposed to a conversation about game pass right right yeah i feel like that stretches back to you know i'll give you a perfect example I've been on my brother and I's stream playing Transformers War for Cybertron. This game fucks. You can't buy it anywhere. Why can't I buy this sick-ass game without paying 35 American dollars for a physical copy? What the fuck? That game slaps. Let me go buy it somewhere, right? It's just the world is still evolving on digital licensing. Yeah. Right? Um, And it sounds like Microsoft has started to solve that problem for all their current stuff, right? Because it sounds like Forza Horizon 4 isn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Just as, just as an example. Um, but it is a problem that needs to be solved for all the stuff prior to, and that involves a bunch of complicated legalities. So, right. Give them time. I think Quantum Break will be back on the service before we know it. Yeah, I think so. And hopefully over time, we see this happen less and less as they're starting to figure out those long, long-term licenses right right and i don't know maybe instead of like seven year contracts they're doing like 25 year contracts and then in 25 (laughs) years nobody gives a shit anymore if the game's gone right like right they're like okay whatever like i forgot that game existed because it's two and a half decades old if i was that concerned i probably bought it right so maybe that's their goal and, and it's just who knows i don't know yeah we'll see what happens you know uh who probably should be concerned right now who should be concerned? Tell me. About the e- the ESA and Read Pop because E3 sounds dead as hell. Yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, man, it's such a uh, it's a bummer. 
to hear how, yeah. how that's all going down, right? Because yes, yeah, so I, this is older news, so I'll give the brief recap. Um, so Reed Pop, uh, who's the same folks that run uh, uh, PAX, the same folks, uh, paired up with the ESA, and they said, "We're doing E three this year, guys. We're back." And then Sony said, "Nah, we ain't going." And then Nintendo said, "Nah, we ain't going." And then Microsoft said, we'll have a presence, but we're doing our own show in our own theater. Yeah. And then Ubisoft said, yeah, we're going to come. Oh, wait, the three big console players all said they're not going to be there. Nah, we ain't going either. And I think the ESA just kind of went, fine, I guess Jeff Keighley ate our lunch. We're Never done. Mind. <laughs> Never mind. And they canceled the show. Yeah. Um... I'm just going to say it. I'm sad. It fucking sucks. I think Summer Games Fest is whack. Like, it it carries none of the same identity of the idea of everyone's in the same place at the same time. Mm -hmm. And everyone has the same spotlight and the same opportunity. And the eyes are on the industry as a whole. Yeah. I think the disadvantage of these digital events is that it's so... Horse with blinders. It's so narrow focused, right? Yeah. I used to take off work for E3 week. Yeah. Right? Like, I would sit down and no life these press conferences because I want to know what the game industry is up to. Yeah. Right? And we're losing that. And I don't think, I think a lot of people are mad at the ESA because of the data leak thing and like a bunch of stuff. Sure. It doesn't have to be the ESA, it doesn't have to be named E3. Mm hmm. But having an event like this is important for yeah. the industry and losing it. I think people are not selling the importance of losing that. Mm -hmm. I There will probably be something that comes in its place eventually. Oh, yeah. But it might be a while. And uh, frankly, I have a hard time seeing these companies giving up these digital events for a physical place that they have to spend money on. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is I just don't see these corporations that are now looking at it and going, oh, okay, we saved money and people mm -hmm. still bought our games? Mm -hmm. Great, we're never going back to anything like that ever again. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just there's – I feel like there's not a lot of incentive for them to want to do that from a business standpoint, which – I understand. I hate it, but I understand. Yeah. They have to make money, yeah. and whatever makes them the most money is the goal. Um, and whatever makes them spend the least amount of money is the other goal, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's a bummer. Like this was this was Christmas in the summertime, right? We didn't yep. physically get anything, but we got to see what we were looking forward to, and it was right. Everyone was excited, right? Like, people, of course, people on the internet would be like, ah, that game looks stupid, whatever. But everyone that's into video games, beyond a very casual aspect, was, like, dialed in. It was, like, yeah. the only time that everyone, no matter what you played, no matter what console you preferred or whatever, everyone kind of came together on the internet, whether it was Reddit, Twitter, or, like, Facebook groups, and were like, Fuck yes, let's talk about video games. Yeah. 
and and uh, now we're not gonna get that anymore yeah like every everybody's on their own individualized like i to me i feel like it's gonna make the gaming community even more divisive than it already is yeah because now like without the allure of e3 and the whole like communal experience of everyone coming together to see everything now the sony fan the sony only fan and the xbox only fan and the nintendo only fan will just stay in their sort of narrow boxes yeah right like we they won't see what's going on in the rest of the industry this is also a gigantic blow for independent developers E3 was the place to get your game noticed. If you happen to get a game in one of the major players' E3 show, like, that's money for... Cuphead is, like, a prime example of a game that Microsoft noticed, said, oh, yeah, cool, let's throw it up on our E3 show, and everyone went, what the fuck is that? That looks amazing, right? Um... My worry with these digital-only events is that we're just not going to get independent games like that anymore. Like, it's going to be that much harder. The only way is you're going to have to get noticed on fucking Twitter, which is a minefield. Yeah, which uh, is, all, like, in general, outside of that, is also just, like, becoming a complete shit show every single day. Yeah. Um, or it's just going to be harder and harder for independent game developers to get their game in front of someone who can support it. Yeah. right uh it's just gonna be harder for them it's gonna be harder for mid-level games that are not the big triple a games that are getting pushed mm-hmm. right uh it's gonna be harder for them because now they don't really have a place like they have to figure out a way to weasel their way onto these you know company-owned digital shows which is harder uh i don't know man I think losing E3 sucks eggs, and I think a lot of people are, like, weirdly celebrating it, and I don't get that mentality at all. I think this is a net loss for the industry. And maybe Summer Games Fest just becomes E3, right? Yeah. Like, maybe maybe they just, maybe Jeff just goes, fuck it, I'll put more money into this, um, and they'll do an actual stage show. But unless that happens, the Summer Games Fest is whack um it's not the same it's absolutely not the same no uh we'll see what happens in the summer if the industry still comes together in la in june july anyway then like whatever right but um i don't know i'm sad about it i think is my overall point i'm sad no i mean yeah i i am too i agree with you like it it sucks for a ton of reasons right it's not just like Oh man, it's kind of a bummer that we won't get to like see games uh all at once. It's just like like we said, it's harder for other people to pop up that aren't already giant names. We're not going to have that camaraderie with everyone um like we have and it's it's going to be like people are just going to look for what they want and that's about it. Right. Uh um, Yeah. Yeah, I think overall it's a huge bummer. Like, I get the idea of not wanting to spend a ton of money to do a huge theatrical presentation and fly your team out there and all that stuff. Because all that does cost money, and production adds up. Um, Right. So I get that idea, but, like, there's got to be a middle ground here other than just throwing up a Twitch stream and being like, 
these are the games that are coming to Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo and then going, okay, bye. And then they're gone until the game comes out. Right. There got to be some kind of middle ground in there, I think. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, we still have Gamescom in Europe. We still have Tokyo Game Show in Japan. So, like, there will still be events, right? Uh, And I feel like the void for a U.S.-based event of that nature will get filled. Yeah. By someone. Someone will fill that void. But it's just a matter and of if, who and when. Who and when, right, exactly. Yeah. Does PAX expand and become the E3 equivalent? Yeah. Does uh, Jeff Keatley say, fuck you, I'm taking over the entire games industry, I'm running the summer show too? Um, it'll be someone, right? Yeah. Someone in this space will pick up the baton. It just might take a while. Yeah. Uh, and and it might be hard for them to get buy-in. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part. It's almost going to have to be somebody who's already a big name doing that, right? Like, it would have to be a PAX or Jeff going, okay, look, we're going to take Summer Game Show or whatever and make it. We're go- I'm just going to make my own E3 w- with a different right. name. Uh, right. And I have the the experience and probably the money to make this happen. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and the and the industry connections, because everybody exactly. seems to fucking everybody love the guy. Everybody knows right. who he is. And yeah, even if you aren't in the industry, like working in it, but you are a like an avid video game fan and follower, you know, the name. Right. And he says, hey, I'm going to be the one making it you're gonna back it and yeah as long as it's not just the game awards 2.0 in the summer i i don't think i hate that like i'd be fine with him putting together something because that's kind of what summer games fest right now is right yeah it's it's the game awards without the awards part right um what i miss about e3 is i miss the like panel experience of like we're between shows and here's four people at a panel we're going to talk about what we're about to see then we see the press conference then we get immediate reaction right like ign still does some of that around all the digital events yeah um maybe it's ign that picks up this baton i don't know um but like i i miss it being like a full day event right of like we're doing this the whole day can be consumed by e3 Mm -hmm. right and everyone did their press conferences on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Right? Like, now, like, what? Fucking DevDirect was on, like, a random Wednesday? Yeah, it's fucking... just, like, randomly in the middle of the week. Yeah, Nintendo Directs are, like, usually on, like, just random days at 5 in the afternoon, right? Like, I'm fucking at work, dude. Yeah. Um... And even if I'm like, not, I've just gotten off work and I'm tired. I don't want to sit at my desk and watch this shit anymore. Like, right. I'm moving on with my just, life for the day. I'll catch it, whatever. I'll, I'll catch the article that gives me the, the overview. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I just think that for the good of the industry, the camaraderie of the industry, the ability to discover new stuff in the public sphere... Losing a show like this hurts more than it helps. Yeah. Um, 
and I just I'm sad, man. Like we'll still cover all the summer games. Like everyone's still gonna do a show in the summer. Oh yeah. Right. Like state of play will happen. The Xbox will do their developer showcase. There will probably be a Nintendo Direct. Oh, right. Yeah. Like it's not a guarantee with Nintendo. Nintendo gonna Nintendo, right? Yeah. But um there will probably be a summer direct somewhere right there's gonna be stuff there there will be stuff to talk about it's just gonna be this weird and i hated it in 2020 and i still hate it to this day because this is the format now of everybody does their own 30 minute direct and they're spread out over the course of a month yeah and it's like i I don't have the time to keep up with all that that all that information used to be condensed in a weekend and now it's a month. And I get that that's probably better for the individual companies because mm-hmm. each individual company gets their day. They get a whole day that's just focused on them. Yeah. Right? So I understand for the companies why it's beneficial. But for me, as a consumer of gaming news and as a fan of the industry, I find it entirely too overwhelming to the point where I check out. Yeah, that's kind of my thing is just like, Whenever it's happening in a weekend or even a week, let's say, I can prepare for that. I can mentally put myself in a space where I am taking in all of this information and digesting it. When it happens over like a six month span, I'm just like, oh, my God, there's more news. I just don't care. I'm I stopped caring like halfway through this, dude. Right. And like that's not to say that random news happening every now and then is a bad thing but it's just like every announcement has to happen by itself and it's over such a long period of time that i just get fatigued with information and i just stop giving a shit yeah no i'm i'm the exact same way i completely agree so yeah it's a bummer i i hope that somehow something can uh can come back together for it and yeah even if it's like the ESA says fuck it and we're done. And I don't care about the E3 name. Like that has yeah, some name either. recognition, name value, right? Uh, but it's also tainted with the data leak thing. So like if you want to say fuck E3 as a name and idea and we don't want the ESA involved, I totally get that. Yeah. Right? But the industry needs what E3 stood for, I think. Mm-hmm. And hopefully somebody picks up that baton and we don't just do summer games mess for the rest of our life. Yeah, <laughs> like Jeff Grubb Cub, you know, coined the phrase perfectly. It's not Summer Games Fest; it's Summer Games Mess. Um, because it's just a mess. It's a disorganized mess right now, and it, I just need someone to rein it in. Yeah. Um, and if it's Jeff, fucking fine. I'm not the biggest Jeff Keatley fan in the world, but if it's Jeff, fine. Yeah. Um, as long as just they, someone, as long as he announces games that aren't just from Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not just. Him, you know, yeah, as long as it's not just him giving a a subtle handy underneath the table to all of his friends, that's fine. Yeah. Like, as long as it's not that, chill. No problem. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's a bummer note to end the show on, but we do need to wrap things up. I'll tell you Um, what. How about we end on a slightly really fast positive note? Okay. Hit me. Okay. While we were doing this show, uh, some news broke about a new controller that's coming out. Uh, oh okay. Uh, so I'll put a link in the chat, and uh, I'll put it in the the description of the video. Uh, it is a very simple thing. It's just a special edition controller coming from Microsoft. 
um, that looks super cool. It's like green and a lime green and black and like Ooh. a wood grain to it. Uh, yeah. And it comes with a rechargeable battery kit and USB-C cable. So if you're looking at it and going, why is this an $85 controller? Well, it's a controller and the charging pack and uh, cable. That's uh, really smart, actually. Yeah, like, I dig it. Like, the whole idea the behind this yeah. is sustainability. Like, that's the design on it. Uh, if you look at the page, they're talking about sustainability for the environment. Instead of throwing away your AA batteries, we're giving you a charging pack with it. So it's all bundled in one little nice thing. And you're yeah. you're set. I'm just reading the article here. One third of the uh, plastics used in this controller are made from regrind and reclaimed materials. Yeah. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool looking controller. I don't know that I'm going to rush out and buy one um, because I have a lot of controllers and I have rechargeable batteries, so I don't really need to spend 85 bucks on it. Uh, sure. But if you're in the market for a new controller or you're just a big fan of collecting Xbox controllers, new one came out. And uh, it's got some cool sustainability stuff behind it, which, I mean, Sweet. isn't perfect, obviously, but it's steps in the right direction. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, every little step goes a long way to healing our fucking soon-to-be-broken planet. So, yeah, exactly. like, absolutely. Small steps. I'm, I'm for it. Small steps go a long way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's cool. That's a cool controller. If you want to, if you're in the market for a controller, there's a ton of controller stuff. I just recently read an article about Thrustmaster putting out a new Forza-themed controller that has a wheel on the controller that replaces the D-pad as, like, a module. That That's really interesting. That wild, but I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see Like, I want to I want to try it, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's, like, 130 bucks, which is a bit Ooh, steep for me. Yeah, it's a little but, steep for kind of a goof. Right, but I want to try it. I want to play a fighting game on it. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff going on in the world of controllers. So if you're in the market for a controller... Go check that out. Yeah. Um, all right, sick. So that'll wrap things up for the SparkPass News Update for April 4th, 2023. Uh, if you watch this live, thank you. I appreciate that. You're great. Look at you. I want to I wanna smooch your face. If you're listening to this the next day on the podcast feed, you can listen to this live on twitch.tv slash SparkPass. Uh, the first and third Tuesday of the month, you can listen to it live. And then it comes out on the podcast feed the next day. You can go find Spark Pass on every social media except for Facebook. Don't go to Facebook. It's not going to be there. Uh, at Spark Pass, you can check us out on social media. Uh, and you can check out the next episode of the podcast, which, as we mentioned earlier in the show, next week, we're talking about Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, and we'll be finishing up that game on the stream this weekend. We skipped the stream this weekend. Sorry about that, because it was my birthday. And WrestleMania How was happening. Dare you enjoy <laughs> things in your life? I can't believe you. I know I'm a monster. It was my birthday, and WrestleMania happened, and I was like, "Yo, I completely forgot WrestleMania was this weekend. Can I watch WrestleMania instead?" Spencer was like, "Fine." Yeah, he texted uh, me like five <laughs> minutes before the stream. It was like, "Oh my god, I forgot." <laughs> I didn't. It was I like texted that you in the morning or something like it was, that. It was. It was. It was in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I completely forgot WrestleMania was that weekend. Um. But yeah, so uh, we'll be back on the ground. We'll be finishing up Minecraft Dungeons on the stream on Sunday. So if you're listening to this the week this comes out, come hang out with us on the stream. Sunday's at uh, 7 Eastern. Come check it out. Um, yeah, that, that'll do it for the news update. Spencer, thank you, as always, for potting with me. Yeah, 
Of course. Thanks and for thank uh, you. Thanks for working so hard on the show, man. Appreciate it. And and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all of you. Have 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 an attitude of gratitude today. I don't know. That's fucking lame. <laughs> I'm oh, not ending like the show it. on that. I like that, it. Uh, all right. Have an attitude of gratitude today. Embrace the day, everybody. We will see you next week for Minecraft Dungeon. Thank you, everybody.